Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. And welcome into the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, uh, coming to you live from the Bradley Basin Studio here in the uh, Melton Student Center. And today is a lovely, lovely Friday. I can't hear myself. Can you hear me? Yes, we good. good. Okay. Keep going. I can't hear myself through the phones, but we're chilling. I, I turned it down on the. No water. worries. Yeah, I was coming in. I was coming in hot early on you guys, but glad to be here today on our first week of livery reveals, and we'll just go ahead and jump right into that. Uh, sitting alongside me, Griggs Blankenberg, Noah Phillips, and my new co-host temporarily, Jack Laws. Yes. Welcome in, Jack. I too, I'm here. Welcome, Jack. Hello. He is our what? Okay, so we've had... He's our third guest. Third guest. We've had Liz, we've had Fourth Joe, guest. and no, we've had... No, fifth guest, because we, we also had um, Alex, and um, we also had... Uh, Logan. Logan. Logan was on here yep. for a coffee, and that was about it. That was about it. He came in and coughed, and that was that, that was great. That was about it. It's good to have I'll him. do a bit more than that, hopefully. Yeah, Jack Jack knows his stuff. So we'll get right into it. Um, so Haas released their livery first early this week. Yes. And... Uh, well, it was. They're not going with the Russian theme this year. It, it was a livery that is on a car. It was one of the liveries of all time. It that's <laughs> that's how I like to say it. But yes, it's one of the liveries of a all time. A description of it. It is like uh, so the Haas livery. It is a white upper part of the car. Most part of the body below the halo is uh, a black um, with the white Haas logo, and then the fin is a red with the Haas logo in white, and then the front is a red MoneyGram logo at the front. And so yeah. they went, they're going away from the all-white with the red uh, end and front for the, what they used last year to the black underbelly of the car. This yeah, year. yeah. so it's, it's a primarily black car, which is nice. I mean, visually, it really draws your attention to the Haas logo, which I think is a plus. Um, uh, and also, I like the red accents on the front wing and on the uh, end plates as well. One thing... That really struck me, though, was just how much uh, the 2023 Haas car looks like the 2022 Haas car. Now, for those of you who don't know, that was a joke because <laughs> it is, in fact, a 2022 Haas car with the new livery. They will not be doing any shakedowns until later this month at Silverstone, rumoredly. We'll see if we can get some spy photos out <laughs> and... uh Put them on our Twitter pages or something like that. Are you, you going to be there, Ben? Uh, no, I both do not have a UK visa, nor do I have enough time or money to be there for long periods of time waiting on a car that's going to be relatively underwhelming to show its face. Well, what you could do is get you some stickers. Yeah. And get you some people to pay you to wear those stickers. Yeah. Mm. Just like MoneyGram has done for this new Haas car. Which or was, all sponsors in general. That was a really exactly. smooth transition. Exactly. It but was I, nice. I'll go ahead and say I do love the placement of the MoneyGram sponsor. It looks yeah. great on the car with the uh, new color scheme, like y'all were saying, the black and white. I really love the look of it, yep. especially the white numbers. The white numbers yeah. do a lot for this car. My thing is having the two different shades of red kind of bothers me. Haas red and MoneyGram red are two different colors. And so... 
Oh, it, yeah, it is two different colors. That irritates me just a little bit. Having hmm. the red accent colors being Haas red and then having the giant MoneyGram logo slapped on it is... It looks a little bit like a water bottle with stickers on it. Listen, Haas has a has a hopefully reputable sponsor now. So That's they, true. So they won't have to go away from them after one year. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we don't have another FTX situation. We should be praising them for getting a good sponsor now and not yeah. Yikes! But yikes! I mean, the Haas car. I mean, they did something different. We don't usually see a lot of F one teams do something different in the past with what they're doing with their cars in general. Yeah, we'll I mean, get to that a little bit later. But it's not too terribly different though. I mean, they've always gone with a. Um, semi-monochromatic color scheme it's either black white gray and then it's always been red except for 2019 which is when they were sponsored by rich energy which was um the golden black yeah yeah which was black and gold i mean it looked fantastic but obviously that fell through when their um horrible slime bag of a ceo used his twitter account to be haas's publicist um, and then announced that he was pulling out of F1, leaving Haas stranded and stuck to run the livery for the rest of the year. That was a interesting time for them. So hopefully they've got some, you know, sturdy sponsors now. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of 2019, this is very similar to like the uh, I think it was the Renault that year. Renault had the the yellow. Yeah. And black. Uh, so a little bit of inspiration possibly take yeah having the side pods being black and the accent color being yellow was the Renault theme of the year uh, not a bad looking car either uh, I kind of miss having Renault in Formula One now that they're Alpine I'm, there's not much of a brand identity there because they're still based in the same place they're still using two, the same facilities two French drivers now though no. yeah they do have two French drivers um it's a very French team um which is both terrifying and exciting because I have my opinions on the French. They're, we don't need to get into them yeah. here. They're very interesting yeah. people. Baguettes whom, are pretty good. Whom, yes. whom I have a lot in common with. Thank I, you for I the like Statue the of Liberty. Yep. Y- you have in common baguettes? Oui, oui. Baguette. Hey, we're oui, still... Oui, baguette. France is like the only country like in main standing Europe we've still not gotten yet. But we have not conquered. Yeah. By that he means had a listener in that country. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, hey, <laughs> you know what? Then I'm not alienating our French listeners right now because we don't have any. Hopefully that we know of. Hopefully we will. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to move along just before Ben gets us in trouble with the French. What? I would never. I love the French. Moving on, it is. We are now talking about the main car that was released today in the United States. New York City, to be specific. It is the Red Bull, or more specifically, the RB19. It looks very similar to last year's championship-winning car. It looks to be maybe a little bit darker shade of a blue from the only thing I can really tell a difference besides a few different sponsorship um, logos. I know the Puma logo got replaced for the um, Citron, I think is what the brand is called now that they're wearing. Boo. Whatever. Y'all don't know about that Puma game, though. Whatever. Noah has been a very big proponent for the tracksuits being reintroduced. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. Uh, oh, sorry, it's Castor, the brand. I think they have a few. Castor? C-A-S-T-O-R-E. That's that's dumb. Isn't that like, ga- <laughs> isn't that like gas in that cooking hole? Yeah. Isn't that yeah, what but Castor it's is? Like a, they, they sponsor a few uh, soccer teams over in Europe. I know that. But they are switching away from Puma. Probably. You know Puma gonna... makes shoes for Neymar? They do make shoes for yeah. They also make shoes for Christian Pulisic. See, 
that's the kind of image that you want to have if you're Red Bull. But here we are being sponsored by Castor, Castor, whatever. They're, I don't they're, know. They're not relevant. There is still a very prominent Puma logo uh, on the underside of the uh, body, if you look closely. <laughs> Keyword closely. I know that doesn't sound exactly right. But Wait, yeah, you do have where? To where? Yeah, where? Uh, hang on. Let me find it. Let me find it. I'll show it to you. If you look uh, at the center and you go, like, bottom left, it's on, like, the bottom of the side pod. There's still a Puma logo there. No. I'm not, not in the picture. I'm, are you looking at the RB18? Yeah. No, I think I'm looking at the right one. Show me the picture you're looking at. Hang on, let me find let me find it again. But yeah, so Castor uh sponsors a few different clubs. They sponsor Newcastle United. They, they sponsor sp- West Ham. They sponsor West Ham. They sponsor oh, Aston. Nope. Nope. Can't do that. They sponsor Aston Villa. <laughs> no um, can do. They sponsor Wolverhampton Wanderers. <laughs> so I think nope. they were, I, th- or I think they signed a, f- a few different teams. I'm looking at it. I guess I guess they're using Christian Horner's Britishness as a way to get him to Go from German to British uh, yeah. clothing. Oh, never mind. Have, I, I just assumed that like when they uploaded a new picture, they'd use the better lighting for the new uh, one. But okay, uh, nope. they don't sponsor. Um, um, what we were saying, they sponsor Aston Villa, uh, Newcastle United until twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, and then Wolverhampton Wanderers. So those are the main teams in Europe. Oh, they also sponsor Rangers, who are in Scotland. But yeah, let's yeah. get let's get off of what the official racing like apparel is. What what are some of the things we can take away from this car besides it being similar looking to this it's, the RB18? It's literally identical. No. <laughs> Bibbit has more sponsorship placement, yeah. but that's Thank goodness. the only noticeable thing. I honestly hate their I, logo. I noticed the back, yeah, what you're saying, uh, Bibbit replaced Red Bull on the back of the uh, on the DRS flap. I hate that logo. Passionately hate it. Yeah. And they're it's also, also on the front wing. Yeah, it's on the front wing, too. It's just, yeah. ew. I, I don't like it. Although they do have the Hard Rock Cafe logo on the wheel... Um, the wheel weight, the cover. wheel well thing. Yeah, the wheel. It's wheel the uh, tire weight cover. What's it called? I was called the wheel fin. The wheel fin. The wheel fin. <laughs> I mean, that's a very literal way to put it. Yeah, we can call it that. Yeah, the wheel fin. But I mean, in in essence, it is the exact same. Um, so two disappointing car launches out am, of the way. Am I crazy for saying it's a little bit darker of a shade of a blue now? I, I don't I think, know. No, that's because just the lighting, man. Yeah, Are you looking at this picture? Hogwarts Legacy. I was looking at that. No, I was looking at the other picture too. There's more than one. This guy, you went on. You went on Reddit. Yes, to find I did. It. Okay, it's to the top. So that's fair. Easy. That's fair. But with those two out of the way now, I think the next car launch we have is, I believe, coming oh, um. next week. More specifically, it is next. I believe yes, it is the sixth. So next Monday is when Williams will be revealing their new car, along with Alfa Romeo. It's going to be on blue. Seventh. And the Alfa Romeo is going to be red. I remember people Ben's groundbreaking. Predict- Ben's had a lot of good predictions here recently, so it's probably going to be. Nah, nah, you we haven't had, about this. We, we haven't had racing this. in two months. I've been going crazy over Alf- here. Alfa Romeo. He's gone crazy will about be the prediction. White. It's going to be white and red. No, but it's going to be more white than red. Uh, I think. I hope they bring back the tricol the tricolore from um, what was it Monza when they had that three. They had the uh, white main, and then they had the red, and then they had the green stripe. That looked fantastic. 
Yeah, that looked yeah, really that was good. good. Either way, though, I'm right. McLaren's going to be right. McLaren is going to be obnoxiously orange again. Bring I, back the chrome wheels. Please don't bring back more colors. <laughs> no, I want every color. <laughs> well, on that I guess car. we'll have to wait for that one for two more weeks. It'll be on two weeks from now's show. But yep, that is all the time we have for livery talk today. Coming up next on Smooth Operators, we have another groundbreaking thing. It's about America too. A auto manufacturer here in the United States is going into Formula One. Who are we talking about? Come back to find out. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hello and welcome back into the Bradley Basin studio. It's 1.15 and you're listening to Smooth Operators. We have Griggs Blankenberg, Ben McClarkin, and Jake, right? Jack. 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 I was so oh, close. So no. close. My name's Noah Phillips, and we're about to talk about Detroit City, baby. They got another uh, team joining the F1 Circus. All right, Ben. Ben, no. We can't. No. Ben, we're going to have to cut that now. No, but we don't. I didn't play it. It doesn't matter. But what we were talking about is Ford. That's what Noah is alluding to. Ford is the announced was the new technical partnership with Red Bull Racing for 2026 and beyond. They will be the sponsor and manufacturer of the uh, Red Bull powertrains. So, the one of the most historic car brands in the world, the first ever car manufacturer, or the guy who invented the car, Henry Ford. Don't ever say that again. What did I say? The guy who invented the car, Henry Ford. He invented the no. assembly line, Yeah, he made Briggs. the production line. Oh, oh my goodness. Come on. Wow. Come on, man. He made it affordable for the average man, I, a I, family guy. Oh, my goodness. The car was invented in Germany. Well, um, I am By wrong. By Henry Daimler. I am wrong. Yeah. I'm Not him, Henry no, Daimler. Carl Benz. Carl Benz. Well, no, oopsies. it was Daimler. Google says it was Benz. Oh, wait, well, maybe I, I dispute that. It was maybe I got a German guy. Either it was, way, it was Daimler, formerly of Daimler Benz, which became Mercedes Benz after Daimler elected to name it after his daughter Mercedes. You can look that up, anyways. Uh, so Ford, Ford's coming. Ford's coming, coming back. <laughs> Ford's coming back to F1, and they have a history of being an F1. Um, initially supplying the Ford Cosworth DFV back in the seventies and eighties. What's funny about the DFV is that it stood for uh, double four valve, which is a really technical way to call a V8. It's a pretty pretty weird way to describe it. Anyways, the Ford DFV uh, secured 155 wins in Formula One uh, and was responsible for several uh, drivers and manufacturers championships uh, based on its reliability and the fact that it was pretty powerful for its size. Um, it was a very good engine at the time. Um, they also were the um, sponsor of a car that looked like a Red Bull that would be the Sauber Red Bull Patronus car of the 90s, which um, it's it it would be kind of the closest thing that we have to a modern Red Bull car with a Ford logo on it. It was a very pretty car back in the day. Um, I'm a fan, personally. It had a chrome wing, hmm. Ooh. which was very cool. Does that make it faster? It did not make it faster. Less sick. Exactly. Less sick it, was, car it was a midfield team at best, but the car looked good, so... I'm a fan. There's that. Um, so starting in 2023, Ford and Red Bull powertrains uh, will develop a next-gen power unit to supply both Red Bull Racing and the sister AlphaTauri team from 2026 until at least 2030. So they're already starting development on that now, which is pretty cool to see that they're starting that Glad early. they have a head start. 
Goodness. But, yeah, so Ford's coming back in F1. They have powered 10 Constructors' Championships and 13 Drivers' Championships over the years. Like I said, quite a few. From Lotus and Graham Hill back in 1968 to Bennington and Michael Schumacher in 1994. Mm -hmm. They have been around for a while, and they are coming back, which ever more speaks to the more now than ever American president, uh, Amer American presence in Formula One. Yes, USA. it does. USA. USA. I'd love to see Ford run its own team again like they did in the 2000s with Jaguar. That went really great for them. I don't, I don't know if they have the money to do that, though. Oh, they do. Well, no, they're also tied up in, like, what, at least 10 NASCAR teams, and they got uh, endurance teams as well, both IMSA. And they got a they got a rally team too. I think. And they got a rally. They team. do have a rally team. They got their hands in a lot of things, and now they're going to F one. You know, they. I oh, believe man. they're third in the world rally championship at the moment. It, do F one fifties really sell that good? It's got F one. Yeah, in the name, so can... I'm sure it can. <laughs> can an can an F one fifty outrun a Red Bull car? That's a good question. We're, we're going to find out one of these days because I bet you Red Bull is going to do some crazy stuff on their social media. Like Holy just how God. last week we were talking about the Zambonis, they're going <laughs> to do some crazy <laughs> stuff with them F one fifties. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Ford released a Raptor R, I was like seven hundred fifty horsepower. You could pair that up with a hybrid motor and run an F one car with that. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. It works. It works. It works. If, it, if works. it wins, it wins. And right now, it's winning. It is it won a lot last year. It sold a lot of cars. Mm-hmm. So, really, what does this mean in the landscape of F1? We're talking about something else in the next segment regarding this a little bit more with the F, uh, F1 looking for new teams for future mm -hmm. years. But uh, mainly the American impact on the sport really is just now more than ever. What does this kind of mean for, like, what else is there left to do in terms of, like, kind of still that American influence? We need an all-American team. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, Italy has Ferrari. We have Haas. Maybe Haas. No, we don't. Be happy for what you no, have. No, we don't. They're based in Marinello now. Proud of proud product of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Haas Manufacturing, maybe, but they're based in Marinello. Um, it's real we to need, me. We need a team with an American principal and American drivers um, and an American CEO. Can I interest you in Leeds United Football Club? <laughs> I don't even think we need all that, Ben. I think we just need an American driver. Well, we we're we have that. one. Yeah, we've got Will. Well, we got, he's got to win. Mm. You know, American sports are a lot like the uh, L.A. teams. You know, nobody cares about you as long as you – nobody cares about you unless you win. We need a driver that can go in and win consistently at a top team for America to become fully involved with this great sport I'm, known as Formula I'm, One. I mean, we've already seen some of its stuff. Though, I care with, about Logan Sargent mm, because he's American with, personally. But. but we've already seen the growth even without the American driver. I mean, Miami was the most watched F1 race in United States history being on ABC. Which is hilarious because it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but And then we also have gotten the, uh, again, the success drive survives had mainly in America. has been They've talked about today at the Red Bull launch where it was Marty Smith and Christian Horner talking about that with along with Max and Checo. Just how the sport's been growing, be able to get people more inside the the garage and the paddocks, and just be able to be that like kind of just see like what goes on really was not on like a race weekends type of thing. Mm, very true, and, and it's it's very good to see. I'm gonna get along on a little sidebar here. Marty Smith uh, presenting it, you know, local guy. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard when I was studying this morning. And I opened up the Red Bull launch, and I'm like, wait a second, there, that's Marty Smith. Yeah, and. 
Griggs and Noah came face to face with him while we were recording an episode of the show. We, I didn't, was we didn't get to talk with him or meet him. He just looked through the window in the no. Bradley Basin studio and looked at our operation. <laughs> our smooth operation. I think that was on our third or second episode. If you want to, if you want to listen back to me and Noah reacting to seeing them, if you feel so inclined. But yeah, so Ford's coming in. We imagine Honda, who is the current powertrain supplier, will go to the. Andretti team that is submitting a bid here soon, we imagine, correct? Possibly. Now, they have expressed, they have a letter of expressed interest in partnering with the Cadillac team. So, if if in the short term they go with one of the two manufacturers, they could use either of their ties to their benefit. And so, what we could have is a multi-season deal with one team and a multi-season deal with or one manufacturer in a multi-season deal with the other manufacturer. Um, I'm really interested to see how that plays out because, I mean, at this point, Andretti's looking like the new kid at school, but the one that everybody wants to be friends with. Hmm. Uh, they won't even let him in the school, though. No. We'll see. We'll see what the uh, administration has to say. I feel like that metaphor holds up pretty well. He's just got to be able to play sports. Yep. They'll let him come play if he can play oh, sports. He can play. We'll see how good he is. We'll see. You know, the Andrettis have a ton of experience in Formula One. You know, Mario Andretti being a two-time champion. Michael Andretti racing alongside um, Nigel Mansell back in the 90s with a disastrous McLaren. It was a terrible car. Yeah. But And Andretti, I think, is leading the Formula E championship at the moment. They sure are. Um, they've also seen success in IndyCar with both team and driver. Um, Mario Andretti driving for Lotus in the Indy 500. And Michael as well, I think, being an Indy 500 winner, which is it. Doubtless, he's raced in several Indy 500s and is a very, very good driver. Each of them are, um, and so I would love to see their experience carrying over into Formula One. And I feel like that that's a good recipe for success is experience, especially with an American team. If we have an American team and an American manufacturer, Haas is not one of them. Um, you know, we could we could really have some have some good times here in the States. I think Andretti also really understands the American market as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember he raced at least for a while, I believe, in the Winston Cup series. Yeah, he did. So he really understands the markability and the love that Americans could have for motor racing mm-hmm. and still could have had if NASCAR wouldn't have done what they did. Um, it's horrible. Horrible look, racing. Look how they massacred my they boy. They massacred that boy. The <laughs> but, only thing that kept us in was that one Martinsville race, but it's okay. But you think this will be a successful partnership with Red Bull? Because they've obviously switched engine manufacturers many times over the past 10 years, going from, what was it, Aston? Was it Aston Martin? Uh, technically, it was uh, Renault. Their, their, um, it was a badging agreement. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was Renault. Then it was Aston ha- Martin was yeah. the sponsor. They didn't have an air engine. quotes a chassis uh, development. Ah, it was, it was Tag Heuer at one point. Yes, yeah, Tag. Tag actually has a long history too. They won a world championship with Williams building engines back so in the day before being they that, built watches. So being that like big team they are now, you know, the big teams don't buy their engines from other people. Kind of right. like Mercedes and Ferrari, they sell right. them out to other people. With Red Bull doing this now. And the, their deal is supposed to last until it says on the F1 website until at least um, 2030. With so, Honda? 
with a, a Ford. Oh, whoa. So it'll be 2026 to Four years. Yeah, that's solid. So do you, what needs to be successful with this car besides winning races? Like, So they can keep this sponsorship going. All caps, reliability. Hmm. Ford is going to be a new brand. So there's a big question mark about if they can build an engine that holds up seven races before they have to change it. You know, like having that hanging over your head must be very difficult too if you're building an engine because you're like, well, we we want to make it as efficient as possible because that's that's the new way. Horsepower doesn't matter because it's all regulated. Horsepower, get it, Ferrari, printing horses, no yeah. power. Why? <laughs> I had to throw. I've lost power. Anyways, um, yeah. So, you know, you you pretty much have a groundwork to work off of too in building engines because I'm sure some of the knowledge is going to be shared between RBPT, Red Bull Powertrains, and Ford. So when you have that existing database of whatever it is, it's like 13 trillion files or something like that. That's just incredible on engine development alone. Um, having that shared between the teams of Ford and Red Bull powertrains is going to enable them to build the best engine possible from scratch, essentially, which is going to be very interesting, but it's going to be very challenging as well. That is a good point. With that, though, we are going to transition into our next ad break. But when we come back, we already talked about this a little bit more. The FIA has finally done something. We'll talk about more next on Smooth Operators here on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back, you beautiful people, to the Smooth Operators Podcast. Um, turn me down. Anyways, we are, we are going to jump right into it. As Greg said before our little break, the FIA has finally done something. Yes, they have. They have formally opened the application process for a new F1 team, more specifically from ESPN.com. Nate Saunders, Formula One's governing body, the FIA, has officially opened the application process for a new team to join the grid by 2025 at the earliest and talking about f1's worldwide popularity booming like it never has before and the interest in joining um any new team would have to prove it is capable of seeking to participate at a competitive level with the governing body looking at a number of aspects including funding technical capabilities and personnel and experience Mm, which is i love to see it you know we uh we at the fia uh, I'm going to make a representative statement. Oh boy, no. We at the FIA don't want to see any bad cars join the grid for no reason. They show up to run sponsorships and nothing more. Basically what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. They don't want another house. Well, they hey. don't They don't want That's another... That's place at Bahrain last year to you. Yeah. And they did get a poll this year. Qualified they did, yes. one in Brazil, mind you. Haas had more polls this year than Aston Martin. They had more polls this year than McLaren. I mean, you could say the same about Williams if you wanted to, but they don't want any new teams entering. And I mean, without without reason for how am I going to say this? They don't want any new teams entering F1 without providing enough reasons for the FIA to want them there, which is I mean, that's fair. Also, um, you know how there was that conversation? What was it two weeks ago about the uh, CEO of um, Formula One, not Formula One, getting a little grumpy and driving down the share price by saying that it's not worth whatever the Arabs offered. He also recently got into a Twitter war with, or not a Twitter war, but he posted some semi-trolling tweets 
calling out some manufacturers for not wanting new teams and saying, I can't believe that you would react like this. Don't you want more competition? Like, no. Isn't this a competitive sport? I'm no, trying to win, money. dog. They want that money. Isn't this a competitive sport? Don't you want to beat somebody? Yeah, it's kind of like kind of hypocritical from the owners where it's like, we don't want a new team which would provide, A, more sponsorship, B, would most likely be an American-led team which would interpret more American money coming into F1, which is owned by an American-based contingency, and then also where the teams get more money. But then when it comes to you complaining about the valuation of your the FIA says how much you're worth, or was it the F1 president who said that? The F1 president, uh, Mohammed bin Salam, said that Ferrari is not, or not Ferrari, F1, F1 itself is not worth twenty billion. Is not worth twenty billion dollars, and they were understandably and very upset. They were outraged, and rightfully so. But also, you know what? It's a sport. It's not just. It's not just trading. You're not. You're not simply in Formula One for business. And I like that he's like. Don't you want to compete? Like, show up and play kind of mentality. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I'm reading this also more in this article. Crucially, the FIA added that F1's commercial rights holder, we were just talking about, Liberty Media, can impose its own criteria if it sees fit. And so what? no bid will be successful without both the championship being F1 and the governing body, the FIA, being in agreement. So no one's getting Whoa. in without pleasing that makes both sense. parties. That, that makes sense. That makes, I mean, it does. You, you don't still want crazy. You don't want to do what IndyCar did back in the day and have – uh, one company do your whole um, uh, sponsor your whole event, and then have one car by a competing company compete against it for advertising space. Ben, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say the names of the companies. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, Liberty Media though is owns not only the Atlanta Braves. I know we talked about that a lot, but they also own Sirius XM. So um, it kind of makes me wonder if they're doing that for like advertising stuff. Because obviously some of these F1 teams need sponsors, and I'm sure there's nothing they don't want than something like a Spotify or Apple Music or some some sort of other listening device to come in and try to wreck some of the competition for SiriusXM. Hmm. So SiriusXM, you want to publish our podcast? Hit us up. If no, you no, feel no, so no, 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 no. If you feel so No, it doesn't even matter. Nope. 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 We are FM radio only. We are student-run radio. That is a joke. But in I, I want to make that clear. That is a joke. But in 2025, late summer, you, we'll see. Never I'm messing around, too. I'll make it sure, Ben. <laughs> but also with this, so... I'm laughing we're mainly it's se- a joke. <laughs> we're mainly seeing this thing as basically being a way for Andretti and Cadillac to come into this thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically what it is. It's not really a process. It's just a matter of can they please... I imagine they've already pleased the Liberty Media and the F1 being an American-based team. Yes. With backing already from a major um, American-made manufacturer. And the but, FIA seems pretty open to it, too. True. And I don't think I don't think the team principals of a couple, mainly being Zach Brown, who is also an American, kind of not liking Cadillac and uh, Andrei to come into it. So I imagine that's going to be the one that comes in. I can't really think of another one. That right now, off the top of my head, would yeah. be interested in joining Formula One. I don't. Yeah, I feel like we already have like a lot of the great like car brands who are already in there, along with all the big popular, boys, popular brands. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And you know what's uh, speaking of new things entering F one, we also have 
and the FIA doing things, we have um, engine manufacturers who are registered for 2026. So we have all the new manufacturers and old ones. We have Alpine Racing, which is no longer Renault Alpine. We have Audi, Ferrari, Honda, Mercedes, and Red Bull Ford. So there are six manufacturers, and there's 10 teams. So with that, that means you're going to have less customer teams, which would be beneficial. Um, you would have more diversity in performance and statistics between the teams as well. So you could see all kinds of craziness. Six engines, who knows what could happen. Right now there's only four. Yeah, but also, has Honda announced a deal with anybody for the new regulations? That's what's crazy. They haven't, but they are building an engine, which means somebody's going to want it. What if Red Bull sold Alpha Tauri to Andretti? I feel like that's less of an option just because of the fact that they're it's looking possible. for a new team. And I don't think – I've not really heard rumblings about anyone else who would be interested in taking over an 11 spot on the grid besides Andretti and Cadillac. That's true. Um, there were some other entries that weren't looking as promising. There was one It was like um, – what is it? It's one of the Emirates teams that's trying to – Trying to start, um, sponsored mean, by Saudi like Arabia. Fly Emirates, like the airline. No, no, no. Like one of the um, one of the teams in the uh, UAE area. I think it's actually Saudi Arabia, so not in the UAE area. But I think the uh, Saudi Arabians are trying to get well, a Saudi-funded well, team. Just tried to buy all of them. Yeah, they just they tried to buy in. all of it. So yeah, they want in. They want to start slice. with a smaller step. They want a slice of the racing pie, which is a pretty fast one to catch if you ask me are they gonna do it like american sport teams you know you got the new york giants and stuff like that they're gonna try to do that are based in new jersey yeah based in years but they're gonna try to do like the saudi arabian eagles or something you know i don't follow attach just like a uh, team you know to a place yeah just to do that and be like be like located out of like what like saudi arabia out of like liverpool or something (laughs) like that All right, guys, we have the new Saudi team based in Anaheim. Birmingham <laughs> or Bruxley or something like that. We have the Saudi Arabian Angels based in Anaheim, California. <laughs> something like that. Um, the FIA also hopes to be able to make a decision on bids by June 30th of this year, so June 30th, Whoa. 2023. Parties have until February 17th to formally declare their interest. Okay, so wow, they only have uh, 14 days left to submit uh, a formally declare their interest, and only until April 30th to make a formal application. So if you're wanting to start an F1 team, you might want to go ahead and start working on it now because it's coming up. These yeah, two big, weeks. These big teams, though, I mean, they've already had like their stuff ready to go I mean, Yeah, that's why, that's why it just makes it more and more obvious where the most clear, logical um, team who already knows what they're going to do is Andretti and Cadillac. Indeed. Yeah, so they're – very likely going to have a shot. I don't. I, I feel like there's probably more to the process than just showing up with interest in the FIA saying, okay, but um, I would hope that we can see them joining the grid very, very soon here. you got to make PowerPoints, Ben. Have math backing up what you're going to be able to do. In PowerPoint? you got to have a PowerPoint. you got to like give out like keychains and stuff, man. Oh, you're trying no. to impress them, trying oh, to get that no. job off, or trying to get that contract. Got to have a good-looking business card. You got to have a T-shirt. Ooh, T-shirt. Got to have a lunch and learn. Yeah, lunch. 
<laughs> Meet and greet as well. Ice cream social. An etiquette, an etiquette dinner. Ice cream social. Ice cream social. With the other teams. <laughs> See if they get along. I would love to go to one of those. Speed racing. You have to race against the other cars. And you have to beat the Williams or the Haas. You're going to play NASCAR 05 against each other to make sure y'all are all cool with each other. That's a good game. It is. It's a really good game. Play Cars the video game. <laughs> that exists. I think so. I used to play. It was like it's not like a racing cars game. It was like a cars like adventure game that also included racing. With Lightning McQueen, it's like open world. You know what they, you know what Ford should do? They should make Ford an F one. Uh, the F one uh, at F one at Disney World. You know what I'm talking about with the Ford. Right? Oh, yeah. oh They should make yeah. that. They should make that F one themed. That'd Dude, be so that'd be cool. very cool. Was that Ford or Chevy? Chevy. Yeah, Chevy. It used to be Ford. I thought. No, it's no, always it's been Chevy. Well, it, can, it can be Cadillac now. I'm just no, giving I'm them. Ready to I'm just giving them. Yeah, more, I'm Cadillac just, racing. I'm just giving them brand ideas right now. This is unbelievable. Test, weird. You're talking about test track. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's a GM thing. You get to create an F1 car. I just yeah. the test track like all around it is blue, but then you go in and it's Chevy. When I think blue, when I'm looking at thinking about cars, I'm thinking about Ford. And the test track is a loop too, so you're like, oh, blue oval Ford. Yeah. You know, no, speaking, honestly, that's what I'm saying. No, it's speaking blue of, because it's futuristic, man. Yeah, it's like EV stuff. Yeah, expensive stuff. I built mine with a V8. It looked like a Ferrari, dude. It was nice. It was also the slowest car. I got beat by one with three wheels. When when you make a car, you make it red, as Enzo Ferrari. When you want to make a car look fast, when you want to finish red. in second, barely you make it red. This wow! Oh, mm. Wow! Shoot! Shoot! Not barely. What? <laughs> Pretty convincingly in second. Pretty convincingly in second. But yeah, that is going to do it for our talk on new teams joining F1. We got come back. We have a little bit more time left. We don't really know what we're going to be doing yet, but we'll Freestyle. come up with something. Yes, that's what we do our best work. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back into the Bradley Basin studio inside the Melden Student Center. This is Smooth Operators. We got just a short amount of time left. I'm not completely sure what we were, ta- we were going to talk about for the last 15 minutes, but we got Griggs, Ben, and J- Jack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. go. My name's Noah. There you go. Hey, Jack, don't take it personally. He thought that uh, when our most famous moment on the show that Michael Schumacher was no, mocker, no longer with us. No okay. mocker with us. <laughs> <laughs> A great day for me to come on. Griggs is over there, like bent over. This is, this is what no racing does to people. Oh, we need racing back. I'm so going bad. crazy. I can't believe I just said no mocker with us. That is that, 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 that is crazy. All right. Also, the breath guard for the mic just ripped on my facial hair. Anywho, what we were talking about in this last segment is the Sky F1 broadcast team changing a little bit. So if you do not know, oh, if, no. you were just, if you were just getting into Formula 1, Sky is the way that ESPN broadcasts the uh, F1 races here in the United States. So and how get, the British watch it. Yes. Uh, but yes, we have a new uh, lineup coming this year. So uh, Johnny Herbert and Paul DeResta will not be a part of Sky Sports F1 coverage after the broadcaster chose to part ways with the duo, uh, mainly this is known. They were because, fired. Yeah, mainly just because uh, the big one is Paul DeResta, mainly because he was the one that was on a few of the races. Like he was on for, I think he was on Azerbaijan every year because I think well Martin Brundle does uh, the twenty four hours at Le Mans. Yes. Yes. So he does that. Love and he does Martin Brundle. He does a few other ones. So that's gonna be interesting to see how they replace that for that one 
two, three races that Brundle doesn't do every I'd love to years. see uh, Damon Hill do it. I think he'd do a great job. Hmm. You can call me up. Yeah, get us out there. I'll be glad to go broadcast. If you feel so inclined. I'm doing lacrosse today at 7 o'clock. If you want to check it out on our YouTube page, if you want to. I think we're all standing up in the studio. We're all now, standing. We're, we are. Tired, yeah. But in the statement uh, to PlanetF1.com, a Sky Sports spokesperson confirmed that they both Herbert and DeResta would not be part of their broadcasting team for the upcoming season. Um, and this is big because uh, Herbert had been with the team since the inaugural when they joined Formula One Broadcasting back in 2012. Jack broke his. No, it just moves. Jack broke moves. his mic. No, he didn't. It's been like that. It slides freely on its hanger. Stop trying to yeah. slander people. I'm not. <laughs> but um, – this is getting out of hand. Um, <laughs> but what it was different this year because we got to figure out, because Herbert was mainly on the uh, the pre-race and the post-race coverage. DeResta did some stuff during the race for some of them and mainly did post-race and pre-race coverage. So that's going to be interesting to see how it comes up. I wasn't the biggest fan of Paul DeResta. I'm pretty sure I've probably made that known on the show before. I don't think a lot of people he, are. He was very vocally against Lewis Hamilton, He also which was yeah. quite annoying. He, he kind of ruined one of the biggest moments in the 2021 season, too, where Lewis's wheel locked up, I think, at Baku. Yeah, the brake magic mm-hmm. thing. And then yeah. he, like, screeched. I remember seeing that <laughs> Yeah, one. he went, oh! <laughs> yeah, it like kind of ruined that moment where uh, Crofty's trying to talk, and then he just, all of a sudden, you just hear makes Paul DeResta over making him. noise. Martin Brundle would never... Martin Brundle. Well, yeah, but he's doing Le Mans, though. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I would love to see Damon Hill come on. He's He's got a very lovely accent, and he's also a pretty decent yeah. guy. Well, plus Jensen Button. I think he'd be I like Jensen Button a lot. He's doing Le Mans, too. man. He's, he's doing Le Mans, too. He, he does Le Mans, about that. yeah. Jensen uh, commentates also- for endurance racing a good bit. He's he's a big wet guy. Weck guy. Weck. Weck. W-E-C. You're good. You're good. Okay. We heard you, we heard you first sure, time. Making sure. But, yeah, we were talking about that. We can go into that maybe a little bit. NASCAR's Le Mans seats are going to Jimmy Johnson, uh, Jensen Button, and one more person. It is uh, going to Mike Rockefeller. Is so, Jensen Button in NASCAR? No, but he no. is joining the NASCAR bid to have to drive one of the, uh, I think it's going to be a, a NASCAR-looking car for is Le Mans. Is it one of the next-gen yeah. cars I th- racing yeah, at Le Mans? I believe it, it is. It is one of the next-gen cars. In what cars. category? Um, it it's own. The prototype category, yeah, the prototype dude. Imagine category. if it's racing LMP car or not. Is it's not? Well, it's, no, a, it's LMDH now. They're not trying to win. They're just trying to finish. I know? highly doubt that they will. Tire wear is going to be a huge factor, um, and you're going to see, you know, cars that are made to have much more grip on the left side are going to struggle a little bit trying to have grip on both sides. But it's interesting to me how they had. Jensen in there when Jeff Gordon didn't get the call in. I don't think Jeff Gordon is completely ready to go yet. I don't think I, he wants to. No, I think he wants to. I just don't think he's completely like back in racing shape like yeah. he needs to be. I mean, Jimmy's been doing indie and yeah, all kinds of stuff. When Jeff ret- uh, retired, he just went straight to the booth. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's fine with that. I feel like I don't know. But uh, Rockefeller is a former Le Mans winner. Um, he spent the last two years racing the rollers at Daytona International Speedway uh, in a Hendrick sports car alongside Jimmy Johnson. He won the 2010 24 Hours of Le Mans, the 20, 2005 24 Hours of Le Mans in the GT class, the 2010 Rolex 24 at Daytona, and the 2013 German DTM Championship. So this guy knows how to drive every on-track. He knows how to, He knows what he's doing for these type of endurance yeah, races. I, I feel like they're in good shape. And Jimmy Johnson, you know, has – Obviously, championship wins in NASCAR and is a very, very impressive and a, a very talented driver. Even, even at his age, you know, he's doing pretty well in Indy. Uh, not too bad. 
and he, he did very well uh, at Daytona the times he's done it. So I think we, he could have a very show-stopping performance over there in France. It's also really cool to see a NASCAR with headlights. It's yeah. A, it's the Camaro ZL1 that they're going to be racing. And uh, wait, makes, yeah, that's cool. I think we're also NASCAR is also doing that to hopefully bring another uh, manufacturer oh. in. That's the big reason they have a new car now is to bring new manufacturers in, and this could be a showcase for that new uh, car. Yeah, it looks it's pretty fine. dope. Yeah, Wait, when fine. you were saying car like light, huge when you were saying last car with lights, were you referencing the tw- uh, the uh, movie uh, Cars Two, where Lightning McQueen gets real lights for that? What are the all in all races? To quote, to quote Lightning McQueen, Ka-chow. race cars don't need headlights because the track is always lit. But he, <clears throat> but he had but he headlights when he raced. Francesco Bernoulli, he beat an F1 car. Yeah, he yeah, did. Fact or fiction? I think I think Bernoulli was an F2 car. No, no, he's, no, he's F1. one. He's a he was a Ferrari. No. They were racing at Monaco. No, he basically. wasn't. He wasn't a Ferrari. He, he was, was, he Ita- was red. He was an Italian Formula One looking car. What do you think that was? They can't just go full on red car because they didn't have to make it. They have to pay Ferrari. They already did pay Ferrari Jeff because Gordon Michael was... Schumacher cameoed in the one before it. Cars and, one. Yeah, yes, Lewis Hamilton um, and uh, Jeff Gordon were in that one. Cars yes. Two. Yes, and who else? There was one guy and, that was a Corvette. In Cars, in Cars Three, I think it was. Um, they had uh, Lewis Hamilton was in Cars Three again, and I think Alonso and Schumacher were in it, doing different Schumacher voices. Who was for, incapacitated at the time? He hasn't spoken. Or no, not Schumacher. I was talking. Uh, sorry, Vettel. It's been a Seb, minute. Seb. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Yikes! It's been on? a minute since you've seen Cars Three. It's a. I think I've only seen it once. I've never seen it. I've seen it, it was. Uh, I love Cars Two though. I like. Hot take, Cars 2 is a good movie. Cars 2 is a great oh. movie. Cars 2 is an absolutely great movie. I'm tired of the Cars 2 slander. Same. Okay. I, you got to see WRC cars in it. They took a different direction than other movies would have. Well, and it well Cars well. 1 and Cars 3 are different because Light McQueen's racing for his job in Cars 3. He's trying to race to the Piston Cup in Cars 1. And then Cars 2 is just an international spy, uh, movie. spy <laughs> movie, basically. Yes. With makes it light awesome. racing. With Larry the Cable Guy, who I figured that's not his real name. Really? Know this. I figured this out in no, my theater class. Didn't, didn't know that one. This is Sh- shout out to my theater teacher, Christopher Qualls. Man is out here teaching us real stuff like how Larry the Cable Guy was originally just a stand-up comic who took on the persona of Larry the Cable Guy, and that's what he got famous Daniel for. Lawrence Whitney. There you go. Yep. He went to acting school. He did not go to cable school. I thought he was a tow truck. He was a tow truck. He was a tow truck. That, he didn't go to tow, tow mater school. He went to acting wow. school. Yeah. We need, we need racing back really badly. I miss I it. Miss, I miss racing. There was a uh, presentation in my uh, in my studio for industrial design. And, what? Um, somebody, what? Somebody had come up with a game for kids, and it was like F1 themed. Mm. And the first track I saw was the Red Bull ring, and I just went stir- Crazy! I have a picture of it where I was. I, I have another question. Why don't we talk about the Rolex Twenty Four on here, that, dude? That, that was probably would have been a good idea. That was such yeah. a good race. I didn't watch all twenty four hours, but oh, fake fans. I watched forty five minutes of it, Whoa. and I enjoyed it so much. Was... It was crazy. The cars were moving way up and down the field. There was like fourteen or fifteen different accidents or incidents. BMW nothing Destiny shouldn't on a race. Yeah, exactly. Acura one. Um, with, who had easily the fastest car, their car would 
just catch up to anybody that they wanted it to. It was really cool, but they would come up and down the grid and I love, I love endurance racing quite a bit. So I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for our episode. We want to thank Jack for coming on. We'll be sure to get you back on. We get some more racing. Oh, have me back future. anytime. Always welcome here. That is going to do it for our show today. If you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform later. If you feel so inclined, but until 1 PM next week on Friday for Ben McClurkin, no Phillips. I'm Greg Blankenberg. Thank you for tuning in. This has been smooth operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Have a great day, everyone. And war Eagle. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.